Hello and welcome back to the 44th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor with your host, Bana Leon, and we have our lovely co-host, as always, the lovely Ashley Downing. Hey everybody, hey hey. <laughs> Alright, so today guys, we have part two of our Bernie Triathlon fucking episode thing that we got going on right now. This episode is going to be focused on Bernie Sanders, like his campaigns, shortcomings, what he did wrong, really, um, at least from our eyes and the eyes of the, the progressive. Um, so let's go ahead and start. We have a couple clips for you as well that we're going to talk about. Uh, really, really dope clips. One of them is going to be from Lawrence O'Donnell way back in the day, uh, him appearing in a 2006 documentary. Uh, from Ralph Nader of all people called Unreasonable mm-hmm. Man you're going to see that uh, you're also going to hear clips a couple of clips from or just actually one clip sorry but one clip from Jimmy Dore's show uh, in which he's going to talk about how Bernie Sanders really knew what to do 25 years ago and how to play the game and to win um, but it's interesting to see the route that he actually chose, which, of course, we all know now to be history. So uh, let's go ahead and start. And we are actually going to start off with this tweet that Donald Trump had sent yesterday. And it's I, won, I, I really wanted to start this episode off. And I wanted this to set this, the tone of this episode because it's coming from a man, a.k.a. Donald Trump, of course, Um that most people, most Democrats brush aside when it comes to his credibility. Um, But I have said it in other episodes, and I'll say it again, and this is the reason why he won, is because he's in tune with the sentiments of the American people. And right now, he's right about what he's going to talk about right now. And I'll just go ahead and tell you and let you think of it for yourself. So, uh, like I said yesterday, uh, in the morning, Donald Trump posted this tweet. He said, Bernie Sanders is out. Thank you to Elizabeth Warren. If not for her, Bernie would have won almost every state on Super Tuesday. This ended just like the Democrats and the DNC wanted. Same as the crooked Hillary fiasco. The Bernie people should come to the Republican Party. Trade. So your initial thoughts on this, Ashley? Um, wow. I never thought that I would wholeheartedly agree with something that President Trump tweeted. But yes, I agree with him. I mean, we talked about that right after Super Tuesday. Warren should have dropped out. Not only that, I was livid with her for not endorsing Bernie this entire time. Um... Yeah, I agree with him. And I think that it's... um, Oh, wait. Go ahead. I just remembered something, but go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, no. I was just going to say also what he said about the DNC. I agree with, too. Um, It's... He's being snuffed out. He definitely is. But guess what? I have... uh, I have the brightest light that just popped in my head. Because that made me think about how we had made a bet on this show for $20... And you oh had my bet, god, you're right! And you had bet that she was going to endorse him, and I that did. I had bet that she wasn't going to do anything. So but you, she was going to stay quiet. You're yeah. right. So you actually got me twenty bucks, but I mean, Damn. Loki, we'll just discount that. <laughs> right. Oh <my God. laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, uh... <laughs> we'll just That's discount so that from what I owe you right now. So whatever. Okay, so um, uh, let's go ahead and uh, dive a little bit more into this tweet because it, it's really fucked up that you're hearing this from the president and not from many of the mainstream media outlets. You're not hearing this from CNN. Mm-hmm. You're not hearing this from msnbc fox news etc etc right you're not hearing it from all these places you're hearing it from an ultra conservative tea partier alt-right fuck like donald trump and how is he right like how are democrats expecting to win if we're all operating on falsehood if you're misleading us intentionally how do you expect us to do better and the reason is they don't expect it to do better that's what they want yeah. They don't want us to do better. They want everything to remain the same. That's well, why the status and- quo is so dangerous. It's so fucked up. And that's why Don uh not Donald Trump, Joe Biden is so dangerous as well because he literally represents the status fucking quo. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy because the way that Democrats speak and the way that they present themselves with their policies and um it- yeah, with their with their policies, it it um in contrast to Republicans, is that Republicans are stuck in their ways. They want the 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 leave it to Beaver days or the stat. You know, they want things to stay the same or go back, and um they think that we're we're losing touch with how we used to be. And Democrats are supposed to be this group of people who um you know believe in this living con- constitution that believe that things are always changing and that things are supposed to be um get um changed with time you know and instead they regularly put forth these candidates that are status quo that are people who are just ever the same thing as we've always had and yet they they say that they want all these different policies do you really think that biden is going to bring these policies no i do not think so there's no fucking way like if you're progressive and you're voting for uh for joe biden know that he is not going to fight for you on Medicare for all. He is not going to fight for you with the Green New Deal or, or our fucking planet nonetheless. Yeah. And why? Because of money. He's not going to support exactly. our progressive ideals. He already said on an interview in CNN just like I, I believe a couple weeks ago and he was directly asked if Bernie Sanders and the rest of the Senate and uh, the rest of Congress is able to pass uh, a Medicare for all bill, would you sign it? He said no. He said, no, I would not find anything that would be uh, that expensive. Are you fucking like this guy's. Yeah. And there's not even a and word that, for it. Like, and, it's, yet it's this is a, and yet that was a, a critical question in Democratic debates was the topic of Medicare for all. That is what is on people's minds, especially in the midst of this pandemic. And then mm-hmm. you have the next Democratic presidential nominee saying that he would not support a Medicare for all plan. Um, well, at the same time, fucking Donald Trump and the Republicans are touting and trying to expand Medicare and make it like better. Like, are you fucking serious? And they're trying to give us more money. They're the ones that started this UBI thing. Like, they're coming up on the left of the leftists. Right? <laughs> How crazy. How is- when did we think this would happen? Never. It- That's when. I mean... It- it's absolutely 
it's absolutely insane to to watch this unfold and to see what the Democrats are willing to go through and do just so a progressive is not in the White House. Well, and I think that really it comes down to what you were just saying. It comes down to money. And they know that Biden is more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He is capable of keeping their money. Um, He will make changes that are possibly a a more progressive than than before to appease more left-leaning Democrats. But he's going to still make those quote-unquote sacrifices or real sacrifices, I'm sorry, not quote-unquote, sacrifices for the country on climate change. And, um, you know, honestly, I don't see him doing much with criminal justice. I see him making a lot of sacrifices like that to appease the people who are getting this, you know, the, the establishment, all these people who are making money off of this, these policies that progressives want to put forward, like a Green New Deal. Biden would never get behind a Green New Deal because he knows that it's expensive and he knows that it's going to get in the pockets of these billionaires who control so much of our industry. I mean, it's just, it's very annoying to to know that, like, Biden is really, like, he's really a shell of a candidate. Like, he really has no big policies behind him. What you're voting for when you're voting for Biden is, A, um, a regression in time to go back to, to the Obama era, which... I don't know if you guys remember, like, that wasn't a great uh, time for our our country that I remember that much. Like, I know we were recovering from the 2008 crisis and Obama did a decent job. But although he gave a shit ton of money to the banks and he was on, um, he was in battle with Wall Street and the corporate media and the status quo. (laughs) And, and, and. I mean, it's true, like, whether or not Democrats want to admit it and he is the, like, the Democratic Party is Obama's party, like where it's almost taboo or it is sacrilegious to to even say anything negative about uh, President Obama. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it's wrong because mm-hmm. Obama was a decent president. I'll give you that. He he could have gone farther. He could have done much more than what he did. And he lied um, in certain respects. He lied when he said that he wasn't when he was going to close Guantanamo Bay, and he didn't. He lied when he said he was going to pull us out of the wars. He lied when he said that he was going to uh, reform and change this country for the better. His whole thing was hope, and I mean, he might have reinstilled hope in us for a, a short amount of time, but in the longevity of our country, like how where did that get us? It got us a Donald Trump. Yeah, well, and... It got us to Donald Trump, and it's getting us to fucking Joe Biden. Well, it's not going to get us to Joe Biden. It's going to be Donald Trump still. Let's be real. Sadly. You know, I was actually... Go ahead. um, I was actually just looking at this, which is... We're getting completely off topic, actually. We're supposed to be talking about Bernie. But I did just want to mention this, because I saw this in the news today, that apparently... 
Well, it was funny because there was a CNN article, right? Which is, you know, totally biased also. And then underneath it was a Fox News article, of course, biased as well. Um, and the CNN one said that Biden was leading in the polls by 11 points, I think, in comparison to Trump. If there was a general election right now, who would you vote for? And they were, Biden was up like 11 points. And then underneath was the Fox News article and it said Biden and Trump were tied head, head to head. I just thought that was really hilarious. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, when they're so willing to mess with, like, the titles of their articles because they know most people are fucking lazy and won't read the actual articles to know that they're lying. Yes, exactly. You know? And and it's not even that that they have to read the article. Like, they have to read the entire article because it's, like, the first three paragraphs are about something completely non-related to the actual title. And then you actually get into the article. And then at the very end, they put the actual, like, numbers from the poll or whatever. It's hilarious. It's it's ridiculous. (laughs) And I really want to get on this topic of, like, getting understanding how the difference between like the corporate wing of the democratic party the establishment what we really mean by that and like the the real base of the progressive party Mm -hmm. um you know like the ones that actually want to see this change actually see these things come to fruition yeah well we kind of talked about that last episode too you know with well i was i i kind of touched on how i just really feel like the democratic party with these younger people joining Congress and more of a um, a real depiction of what the United States looks like, and at more millennials um, getting older and the older people not being around anymore. Um, I think that the progress that the Democratic Party will lean more left and will become more progressive, like AOC and uh, Stacey Abrams and you know I think that these people are um, pushing us into where our future is yeah although if I had my own way they wouldn't be in the Democratic Party they would be in a third Mm -hmm. party which we will talk about later yes Um, and I really wanted to show you guys this clip from Lawrence O'Donnell I mentioned it earlier on but we are going to watch this video or we're going to hear this video now in which he talks about how these tor- these type of Democrats think. Um, and what we mean by the corporate Democrats, the establishment Democrats, we mean people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, say- Susan Rice, um, <coughs> literally uh, John Lewis, um, all these people, uh, the, the major heads of the Democratic Party, party debbie wasserman schultz um all all giant uh, all big establishment members of um the democratic party so in this video you're going to see a really old school clip of lawrence o'donnell before he was tainted uh by cnn and they they mind fucked his brain he actually worked for the d the democratic party and so he is a political analyst he knew he knew then what we should do. And it's really interesting how these people sell their souls. And you can see the difference in the type of rhetoric that he uses here, as opposed to now as an anchor on MSNBC. And you're going to see that also in a clip when we 
play a clip of Bernie Sanders talking over 25 years ago and the difference of the rhetoric that he's using now and how different he thinks now. And it's, it, it's a shame to see these people really start off in the light, in the spotlight, thinking the right things. Mm. And then for whatever reason, getting inside the world of politics and like news and media and all this shit and going south for whatever reason. Obviously, Bernie Sanders still kind of kept true to what he wanted, but he fell short of his ultimate goal. Um, which Due was, to his own course, shortcomings. Of course, yeah. Due to his own shortcomings and nothing else. So um, let's play this clip for you guys. Um, I hope you like it. And please pay close attention. Just one moment. If you want to pull the party, the major party that is closest to the way you're thinking, to what you're thinking, you must, you must show them that you're capable of not voting for them. Because the, the way the Democratic Party is run now for quite a number of presidential cycles is they pick a nominee in a kind of half-ass process that doesn't really represent much of anybody. And then they tell everybody to just shut up. Don't bring up anything that will complicate life for your nominee. You know he's not for you on this. Why badger him? He's not going to be for you for reasons that you don't understand but are good reasons. Shut up. Turn off your brains. If you don't show them you're capable of not voting for them, they don't have to listen to you. I promise you that. Listen to that. I'm going to play that uh, fucking again (laughs) for you guys. Again, to hammer this in, because I get so many Democrats that don't understand this concept of how much power and influence your vote has over the political establishment. And they are completely mind blown when I tell them that you don't have to vote blue no matter who. You can be a, a sovereign individual. You can think for yourself. You can you can do these things and not condone the behavior of a party that's working every day against your needs, your family needs, your neighbor's needs, and this country's needs. So give me one second, and I'm going to play this shit for you guys again to hammer this shit in. <laughs> Listen to you. I promise you that. I worked within the Democratic Party. People of not voting for them, they don't have to listen to you. I promise you that. I worked within the Democratic Party. I didn't listen or have to listen to anything on the left in, while I was working in the Democratic Party because the left had nowhere to go. The left had nowhere to go. The left had nowhere to go. And that's why I think it's so critical and why I think the way forward as Bernie Sanders himself knew 25 years ago, the way forward is a third party because mm-hmm. they, Lawrence Donald was telling you himself that there is nowhere left to go. The progressives are traps within the Democratic Party. And what happens every time they want a new thing, uh, a new progressive policy or agenda that benefits most people, um, in the case of Medicare for all, Green New Deal, you name it, um, UBI, like the Democrats, the Main Street Democrats, the the Joe Bidens, the Nancy Pelosi's, they're they're the ones that are stopping this, not the Republicans. Yeah, 
Yeah. Nancy Pelosi is the one that stopped the, the cash payments in the stimulus package, you know? Joe Biden is the one that's telling Democrats to their fucking face and progressives themselves that he's not, even if the bill is in front of him, passed by Congress, waiting to be signed in his desk to create the Medicare for All vision and solidify, actually go past what Obamacare set out to do he's not going to do it like what what more is it going to take well i absolutely love what 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 he said on that video you know not just about your vote having so much power but where where do you have left to go and i feel like that constantly when i'm voting um and i think that that's another reason why i do put so much thought into voting because half the time i don't agree with anybody a hundred percent on the ballot and it's it's like it i i love that where do you there's nowhere left to go and that is why there needs to be a third party in this in this country the majority of americans want a third party in this country and i don't know the more that i think about it the the way to show that we genuine how, how do people how does the establishment really know that that is what the majority of americans want unless we show them that that is what we want Absolutely. And the way we show them is by fucking mm-hmm. voting. Yeah. Voting that way. And not bending over to the party when they tell you vote blue no matter who. It's the best way and, to exercise your vote. And they use fear mongering to get their voters out. And this is, once again, voting for the lesser of two evils. So, like, I, I mentioned this in the epi- in the last episode, but this is only my second election that I participated in for the presidential one. And I'm already fucking tired of this shit. I'm already fed up of with dealing with two shitty candidates. And like let's start off with just there being two candidates. First off, yeah. we should have ranked choice voting because we Amen. as a fact as a fact, we have more than two parties, which, I mean, you were telling me how your, your mom uh, wasn't aware that there was, like, uh, the Libertarian Party or whatever, right? Or the Green Party. Yes. Um, so it's not uncommon for many Americans to not be aware of all these third parties because it's just, they're just not talked about. But we have parties like the Libertarian Party, the Working Families Party, which is a progressive party. Um... There's the Green Party, another progressive party, um, the Tea Party, like it goes on and on. There are other options. The only reason why they don't win is because people don't vote for them because they think they're throwing away their vote if they don't vote for someone in the two party duopoly, a.k.a. a Republican or a Democrat. And that's what I mean when I said like yesterday in our other episode by the illusion of choice. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting because you really do hear people say that, the blue no matter who statement. And I think that with Democrats, it is more of um, uh, a put. There's more of a push to vote blue down ticket and it, it versus Republicans. And I, I think that a lot of the time 
it's just that pressure and that's what's in the media that's what that's what you are so you're surrounded by so that's just kind of what you go with um but i think that there has been a decent change with the new ge- with this younger generation our generation um of individuals who are kind of like well, fuck that, you know? I don't want to listen to what everybody else is telling me. I don't want people to to tell to tell me I only have these two options and this is who I have. Um in in a general sense, but especially when it comes to politics too. And so I I really the more that I think about this 2020 election and the fact that Biden is now our democratic nominee and I never supported him during this race. It really does make me question voting for voting blue, no matter who, because well, one, I've never really, I've never really done that. But I also, why would I, why would I vote for somebody who this entire time I have not supported just because that's the person that's a part of this category that I so-called signed up for when I got my driver's license in Illinois. You know, it's just why do we have to register under these names and these are the people who are going to be on our ticket? Um why can't we just have an overall general ticket and you don't have to register as anything? Um because I don't I don't really know what political party that I would be affiliated with. And I think that a lot of people feel that way. And our vote is really the only way to kind of show people that that is, that's how we feel. We want a third party. You're actually factually 100% correct and insane. Because <laughs> when you look at the numbers, yeah. the majority, the, lar- the largest voting block, well, A, the largest voting block is actually people that don't vote. <laughs> But B, the one that's actually the people, the second largest to that is 36%. um, And that is people that, uh, these are independents. That is the second, that is the largest voting block that we have in our country. Um, After that, we have Democrats and then after Republicans, both pretty similar. But I mean, Democrats do have... Uh, more than Republicans. Not like it fucking helps because half the Democrats don't even go out to vote anyway, so whatever. Um, (laughs) But uh, I also wanted to talk about another video that I've been mentioning. And this one is a video uh, about 25 years old of Bernie Sanders talking at an event. Um, And he basically lays out the plan to how how someone should actually win um, a presidential primary and a presidential election in general. So I'm just going to let it speak for itself. And ooh, yeah, just give me one second. Where, where do we go from here? Well, Bernie Sanders knew what we had to do 25 years ago. Here he is from, uh, I'm not sure exactly. This is from the 90s. I think it might have been 95. Here's Bernie Sanders 25 years ago. But in the beginning, this is what would happen. You had the Democratic candidate running for something, and the Republican candidate, historically, Vermont uh, had been a Republican state, a moderate Republican, not right wing, and then Democrats. And then we had a third party. And what would happen is debate after debate, 
television program after television program, the progressive third-party people would, in fact, get the best response from the audiences. And people would say, you know, you guys make a lot of sense. And then you go up to them and say, you're going to vote for us? And they say, oh, of course, we're not going to vote for you. You can't win. You're going to vote for the Democrat. You're a much better candidate. Everything you're saying is true, but we can't waste our vote. Waste our vote was the expression. So if there's any term that drives me crazy, is this quote-unquote waste our vote. Yeah. And that's what I've been told for the last five years or four years, that I wasted my vote when I voted my conscience, when I tried to encourage everyone else to vote their conscience. And so we could actually have a third party that wasn't capable of winning, but capable of influencing the election. Because if they polled at 5%, they would get matching funds beyond every ballot. And then they could be on the debate stage. And so that's how we could have influenced instead of doing what we did once again, voted for Hillary, she lost. And now Joe Biden's going to lose. We could have did something. We did nothing. Nothing. Everybody told me I was wrong. But here's what Bernie says. Here's what he says. Watch this. This is what this is what he knew 25 years ago. But somehow he forgot. Here we go. Now, my own view, and it has been my view for many, many years, is that what we need in this country is what Jackson calls a rainbow coalition. But it has to be done outside of the Democratic Party. Now, he knows that. So the video that you just heard there, once again, is Bernie Sanders uh, in that, at that event in the 90s. And this is Jimmy Dore's video that we were, we were listening to. And I will put that on our Facebook page for you guys to check out or whatever on if you're interested in that. But I wanted to talk about the substance of that video because it is extremely substantial. And this is the first time I've actually seen the video that video of Bernie Sanders saying those things and actually knowing a hundred percent what to do but very interesting for me at the same time to also be aware of what he actually did and the route he actually played so of course what we know that he actually did is do the exact opposite of what he i was just gonna say work (laughs) and work within the democratic party to try to change it and that's what you were just talking about, actually, a couple minutes ago, saying that all these like newer progressives are joining the party, pushing us uh-huh. left. But the point of that is, is that like you're, they're causing their people are basically coming out registering to vote for the Democrats because of these new progressives, these new age, new thinking type of Democrats. When instead they should just be yeah. joint having their own party. Exactly. Yeah, but you know what though? In all honesty, I I think we can we can put the blame on Bernie because in 2016 he mm-hmm. started this whole thing, this this progressive movement movement among Democrats. And I'm not going to say that there had there were not progressive Democrats already, but Bernie brought them all out. Bernie had this extreme coalition in this country of progressive Democrats or progressives in general. Um, Instead, he could have had a third party, joined a third party, made his own third party, um, which we talked about on a previous episode too. And then these people like AOC would have maybe not registered a Democrat or joined the Democratic Party. Maybe they would have rallied behind Bernie and worked for Bernie's campaign or what have you. 
Um, or hell, maybe they'll just, you know, still be in Congress, but then switch over to this third party once they, this third party would have arose. I think that mm-hmm. Bernie should have just did what he said needed to happen all along. Just like that other video we watched earlier where that guy was calling him a pussy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's exactly the kind of tone that Bernie Sanders took on during this campaign. It's what we saw time and time again was his reluctance to hit Bernie, uh, to hit uh, Joe Biden where it mattered on his votes in Iraq um healthcare medicare for all all these different types of things um joe biden has one of the most heaviest like amounts of like the most baggage of like many presidential uh candidates especially between donald trump and uh, joe biden yeah he has a huge he has a long career there's a lot to look at there bernie (laughs) exactly and his refusal to hit him on that or like talk about uh, so one thing i specifically want to talk about is bernie sanders reluctance to talk about joe biden's mental capacity yeah Uh, like and how how he can basically do the job of the presidency in his current like mental state and bernie sanders has been asked directly about this at like some cnn town Mm -hmm. halls or whatnot and I actually showed it on one of our previous episodes. You can go back to check it out later. But what happened was Bernie Sanders basically said that he was not going to engage in that. He was not there that night to attack any other candidate, especially Joe Biden. And he even calls him every time that someone asks him to attack him. He's like, oh, Joe Biden's my good friend. Like everyone knows like that. That's how Bernie talks. Like, oh, yeah, he's my good friend or like. Uh, we're we're good friends like that. Who gives a fuck, bro? Like, are you trying to win the presidency? Like, actually, that's are a bad you thing. Trying to change this like, country. That's actually, a bad thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to be friends with the enemy. Like, <laughs> I don't want you to do that. Like, I want you to call his shit out. Like, I want you to do what Donald Trump did to the Republicans in 2016. I want you to go after them. I want you to tear at them in your fucking teeth because they're all shitty. And you know that you're the best, which is why you decided to run. You know you had the best vision. You know you you won the ideological bet uh, when it comes to policies on this country. And yet, the person who was better qualified for the job would have been an immensely better president um, and very reminiscent of FDR, especially during times like this, of, yes. like economic mm-hmm. recession and like coronavirus, like all this shit going on. Like that's the kind of president we need. We need a Bernie Sanders in the White House right now. But unfortunately, the real Bernie Sanders that we have right in fucking front of us, flesh and blood, is too unwilling to attack the Democrats, too unwilling to say anything real and substantial about any of the people within the Democratic Party, much less Joe Biden, someone who's going to be probably uh, the nominee. Or, well, yeah, actually now, he's going to be right? the nominee. <laughs> Presumptive. He's not officially, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 it's just really fucking frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, I don't know. Any comments on that? I think you did a very eloquent job. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, 
but yeah. So uh, another thing I wanted to talk about uh, with his shortcomings is how he was unwilling, and I thought this was very interesting during his campaign, that he was more willing to go on um, MSNBC, CNN, um, all these like mainstream corporate media outlets, and really neglect the progressive outlets that are operating and that a lot of his base tunes into. Uh, shows like um, uh, The Young Turks, um, shows like The Jimmy Dore Show, um, Rising with Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty, um, like all these different progressive outlets that are talking in his support and his defense. And he's not giving us he's not speaking directly with us because I think that he assumes that he naturally has a, he naturally has a vote because of course, like he was the only progressive at the time at in, in the end of this primary cycle. But I think it was, I think he was actually scared. Like, yeah. I think he's scared of the democratic mm. party after 2016. Definitely. He was like a deer in headlights. He does not, he was burned because the Democrats blamed him time and time again and blamed everyone but Hillary Clinton on her loss for uh, against Donald Trump. So it's just very, very stupid for me to watch this. Um, any comments on that? No, I mean, I, I, I just agree with everything that you're saying. I think that it's, yeah, um, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Okay, no worries. All right, so... Um, Which is not common, also, actually. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're for real. Um, but yeah, so Bernie Sanders has really dropped the ball with his progressive base. And like, what do you think someone like Jimmy Dore, if he's talking shit, like this much shit about him on his show, like he's afraid to talk to him because he does not want to hear his truths. He does not want to hear his shit called out to his face well, because he knows he's going to get the real shit, the real things that actually matter to progress. Well, and you I, know? a part of part of me can't help but wonder if it's because he knows that he messed up. He knows that he there is there that everything that the reason why he is not the next presidential nominee is on him because really it is. Um, it ha- it's because he did not confront Biden and the issues associated with Biden and his policies with the Obama administration, with his dementia, with a, a lot of things that he should have brought up with Biden. He didn't talk to news outlets like you had just mentioned. Instead, he went on all these establishment um, new- news uh, and talked with all these news anchors from all these establishment media. And it makes me wonder if he's afraid to... Um, be face to face with somebody who he knows that he kind of let down and he knows that he talked this big game you know I don't know how many years ago that speech was where he said that this movement needed to happen outside the Democratic Party like I don't think that he would know how to react if he was confronted with that well why are you in the Democratic Party why did you do this why didn't you confront Biden with blah, 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 blah? Why didn't... I think that he's just kind of afraid to look at who... he People who supported him and have them ask why. It's because we see his shortcomings and we want him... Like, the goal is not to attack the person. 
The goal is to attack the policies, the ideas behind the person. And as much as I love Bernie Sanders, and he's the one that honestly got me into politics, got me thinking this way, got me uh, started with this podcast, really started all of this shit with me personally. So it, it hurts fundamentally to have to talk about the leader of our movement like yeah. this. But it's true. It's very important at the same time because this shit's true. And this is the difference between us as progressives and basically most other people, uh, especially the mainstream Democrats uh, and the centrists, um, because they don't own up to their shit. But you shit. know what's funny? They and don't... I think that I think yeah. you and I don't really. And correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe let me just speak for myself, I suppose. Um, I never really wholeheartedly affiliated myself with the Democratic Party. I think that I've always kind of leaned more left. So when it comes to voting, I just kind of typically vote more vote blue but i i voted for libertarians i voted for you know so i in in other obviously like local elections and things i'm talking about um but is that right Um, i mean i think that like both of us maybe wouldn't even really put ourselves in that category of being like a wholehearted democrat yeah, absolutely. Like, I wouldn't necessarily call myself, like, a true Democrat and be, like, a card-carrying Democrat or whatever and, like, give a fuck about that. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. Um, I The only reason why I'm a registered Democrat is so that I can vote yeah. in the primaries. Mm-hmm. Me also. That's literally the only reason. Because if not, then we would never have, like, these progressive challengers that actually stand a threat to the party. But when uh, I think this is as close as we've, we've ever gotten to overthrowing a whole party. Um, and I think that's actually in 2016 is when he got closer because there was more of a, dis- uh, like a, a distinction between like uh, a clear distinction between the shit candidate, the neoliberal candidate, Hillary Clinton versus the, the progressive. And I know this is kind of the same case now. It seems that way. But most people are not voting the same way. You know, people were voting for Hillary Clinton then because of her policies. And people are not voting for Joe Biden now because of his policies. They're voting because they think he can beat Donald Trump, which is, of course, as we all know, fucked up and probably 100% wrong. Well, who are we kidding? A million percent <laughs> wrong. Um, but I, I just think it's absolutely insane to see that the Democratic Party, what they're willing to do, uh, once again, just so uh, a progressive does not reach the White House. They're more willing to lose to Donald Trump and have four more years of um, Donald Trump and the Republicans owning um, the federal government, which they basically have, except for the House, um, our only real power there. And... Uh, I, we also mentioned in a few episodes ago that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is probably going to um, not be on the bench very soon uh, on top of another Supreme Court justice, very likely. So Trump will likely get to appoint four Supreme Court justices total, which is absolutely insane and completely detrimental to the future of the nation when it comes to legislation and uh, stuff actually getting done. But um very 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 unfortunate and scary um to have the situation <laughs> absolutely um but it's it's more unfortunate and pisses me off because 
instead of putting fighting fire against fire, they're putting fire against fucking mm. uh, like oil or something flammable. Fucking like I don't know, alcohol, rubbing alcohol or some shit. I don't know. But the idea that someone, uh, a voter, a Republican voter, is gonna vote for Joe Biden over Donald Trump is absolutely fucking insane. Why? Because the same reason why most people would vote for a, a Bernie Sanders, a progressive would vote for uh, Bernie Sanders than Joe Biden, and it's because most of the, they're gonna get 99% of what they want when they vote for uh, Bernie Sanders, um, as opposed to Joe Biden. You know, these real progressive ideals as to 50% of my progressive ideals. Same thing with the Republicans. When they have Donald Trump as their uh, their main choice, and they also have Joe Biden, who do you think they're going to pick with their progressive with their progressive agenda? Who's actually going to get this shit done, you know? Is it going to be Joe Biden? Joe fucking Biden? The one that, that Donald Trump is literally going to shit all over and tell, tell everybody that he is senile, can't do his job, Hit, hit him on his uh, son, something that Bernie Sanders has been unwilling to do. And the, the best part of it is, is that the, the corporate media is going to try their best to protect Joe Biden in that case, but they're going to fail miserably. The, why? Because simply because Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck what anybody yeah. thinks and he's going to say the truth. He's going to say whatever he needs to say to speak to the hearts of the, the, the hearts and minds of Americans to connect in, with them in that way for them to realize that he is a much better choice than Donald Trump and honestly I can't blame them he seems wholeheartedly a much a much more competent leader than than Joe Biden it's sad to say like Whoa. I would I wouldn't say the same thing if it was like I wouldn't say the same thing if it was like Obama you know uh, you think Trump is a Obama better leader? was like even though I think he's more competent. Oh, I don't know about that. I think he's more right. competent. Uh, we may have to agree to disagree there. I think he's more competent. Whether or not he actually does the things that he sets out to do is a different story. But once he had uh, these good ideas, once he has things that that he knows will work or whatnot, like, for example, stimulus, he's showing up on the left of the leftists. Like he's not he's not as incompetent as many people think that he is. He's not as stupid as you think he is. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the fucking president of the United States. Otherwise, his party would not be all sucking his dick left and right. Um, otherwise, he would not be in complete control of the Republican Party and shitting on all these other people, even when he was running. The, the like I was talking about like yesterday, Jeb Bush, he shit all over him, Marco Rubio, all these titans, these heavyweights of the Republican Party, shit all over them, gave no fucks. Why? Because he wanted to win. Simple as that. And he knows that what he needs to say is the truth to connect with the people in order for him to do well in the polls. And that's what happened. That's why he won. He addressed the needs, the fears, and the wants of the American people in 2016, as opposed to Hillary Clinton that was just basically fear-mongering and enticing people to vote against the lesser of two evils, which is once again happening now, as you're, as you're well aware. So it's really fucked up to see, and I, I think that Bernie Sanders should have, like he knew long ago, established a third party 
to create more credibility in himself, in his movement, build it, build it up to the point where he is now. I think that uh, Jimmy Dore brings an interesting point when he says he doesn't want uh, that he thinks that Bernie Sanders' main goal in that was not to end up like Ralph Nader. <laughs> You know, and if you guys don't know who Ralph Nader is, he was actually somebody that ran for the president presidency a while ago. He's the only third party uh, nominee to reach. I believe he got eight or nine percent of the vote of the total country, which sounds like a very little yeah, amount. Yeah, that's a lot. The third party that that is a lot of the country. That that's millions of votes. So. Uh, it's very interesting that Bernie Sanders did not want to be remembered that way, even though that was the best way to win. He was more scared of not being seen and remembered as another Ralph Nader, as opposed to doing what he was supposed to do, seeking out um, and completing the agenda that he has been fighting for, uh, as we know, for like over 50 years. He was more willing to work within the Democratic Party and try to change their ways and do all that and get snuffed and beat up along the way and get shit on and spit on by the corporate media and the rest of the Democratic Party on top of every other force that piles on top of him as every time he runs for anything significant. And there's a reason why, of course, all these people hate him and they do all these things because he has the support. He has millions of followers. He has an infrastructure behind him. He has a whole movement that he wasted. That he wasted. And that's really the heartbreaking, heartbreaking And I think that a lot of people are really wondering what, what to do now. <laughs> His base, you know, where did they go? Oops. Well, I mean, time will tell. Time will tell, but we'll see if anyone has the fucking guts to start a third party. I know if I was in there, I would start a fucking third party right now, but unfortunately I'm not in Congress. But soon, guys, soon. Uh, well, that's not, that's not too far off in the, in the near future, hopefully. Um, but any other comments on any other shit before we no, go? No, no. Just that I think that it is really worth... Um, to, to all of our listeners, I think it's worth you guys thinking about this third-party deal. I think it's really worth um, considering the power of your vote. And that's all absolutely. I will say. Um, absolutely. I, I 100% agree because your vote as vested in us... I'm actually going to read you... Um, a response that someone told me to elaborate. I'm actually going to read the original post. And um, something. Uh, so I wrote something on my story on Facebook. And um, I will show you in just a second. And it was about, of course, the, um, the elections that are going on. Uh, and, or not the elections. Um, Bernie Sanders dropping out and my frustrations there. And I was basically talking about how people waste their vote when they um, when they vote blue no matter who. And of course, we already talked about that, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse there. But someone told me to elaborate on that. And what I said is the only real power we have over Washington is the power vested in us, the people, by the Constitution to vote those same people into power and represent 
our will. When everyone votes blue no matter who and gives up on the issues that matter most, especially at moments like now with like COVID and like healthcare and all like other stuff, you bow down to the political establishment and you condone their ways. You condone them stepping into the process, the election process. You condone their activities when they work with the media to slander uh, another candidate. You condone all of these activities um, when you vote blue, no matter who, because you're really voting in support of the party that is that is reciprocating and doing all of these actions. Uh, once again, against their own values, being the Democratic Party, the, supposedly the party of freedom and, like, and democracy and all this bullshit, which of course they're not. I said, they're also a fraud. And I'm not prepared to tell them I'm okay with that. No more. I will write in Bernie Sanders as a big middle finger and a fuck you to the establishment <laughs> for being more willing to lose to Trump than putting a progressive in the White House. And anyway... Not like Biden, uh, Biden will win. Biden will lose to, a hun- to Trump 100% guaranteed. So that's what I said back. And I, I, I think that that's like a really enticing answer because like it, that's exactly what I feel when it comes to, to this stuff because it's just absolute bullshit what the Democratic Party is doing. And that... It's more sad that so many Democrats are more brainwashed than anything to think that they have to do this, you know, that they, that there is no other option. And that's where the disillusion comes in. That's where like the, the fuckery starts happening, you know, and that's part of the mission of this podcast is to awaken and make everybody self-aware of the political environment and everything that's going on around us. So I think that's a great place to end it. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. These are troubling times, but of course we will keep our audience updated. But I think this is a great place to wrap up. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of this podcast. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So please give us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Yes. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dogs, tell your cats. <laughs> uh, tell everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies, Bennett and Ashley, who update you on the latest and greatest in the news, um, which we're happy to do. Of course, follow us also on Facebook at The Oligarchy Disruptor. You can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ash the Disruptor. Absolutely. And also, guys, please do not forget to vote. I know with all this coronavirus shit, it's very easy to forget what's going on right now. But um, or what I mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background. But over half the nation has not cast their vote yet. So it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election, which we will go to face Donald Trump. So I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel about (laughs) that. So I'll go ahead, Ash.
All right, everybody. Yes, don't forget to vote. Um, if you do not know where your polling place is, perfect website. It's called yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And it's very simple. Just type in your address, press OK, and your polling place will show up um, in the times that they're open. Again, that's yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And then, um, oh yeah, any questions you have about voting. So what your registration status is, um, if you can same day register to vote. I think a lot of states, um, actually I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election. But a lot of states have same day registration. Um, if you aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome. And there's lots of questions. Uh, that's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.